Legendary Mr. Skin. Skin, everybody. Coast to coast from Los Angeles, Chicago, and New York, it's the Mr. Skin Podcast with your hosts, Mr. Skin and Andrea Lowell. We want to hear from you. Call the show and leave us a voicemail at 484-SKIN-POD. Find all things Mr. Skin Podcast online at MrSkinPodcast.com. Hey everyone, welcome to the Mr. Skin Podcast, episode 40, and I am so stoked. It is a glorious day of all things nudity, and I'm joined with Mr. Skin right now in Chicago. How are you, buddy? Doing great, Andrea. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I have to tell you the funniest thing. So I was at the uh, like car repair place this morning, okay. and, <laughs> yeah. and I'm looking over... You know, the the topics we're going to discuss. And, of course, I don't want to, you know, blow anything up. But I was looking at a pair of our favorite boobs without giving it away. Yes, I know what you're getting at. I'm mesmerized and I have it on my phone. And I have, you know, an iPhone 7 Plus. So the screen is gargantuan. Mm -hmm. And I noticed this guy is just standing behind me. Because to me, having titties on my phone is every day. Right, right. (laughs) And and you're used to guys standing behind you looking at you, not at your phone. Trying to look down my shirt, right? And exactly. I was just like, uh, "That's when I realized, okay, this is uh, not safe for anything." So no. it, I have learned the lesson: do my Mister Skin podcast prep in the privacy of my home. Otherwise, I might have lurkers. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it, it's the same. Like for me, like even on my desktop, yeah. I forget. Like I'll save stuff to post to the website, and you know, I'm doing I'm doing radio shows, so I'll I'll post little collages and, and yeah. things up on my desktop, and I forget when I'm at home. Uh, my kids will be like over my shoulder and you know, I'm wondering why my 11 year old son is so often standing over my shoulder while I'm on the computer because a lot of times just on the desktop exactly. I have the, yeah it's just funny I'll just have you could see these boobs you, you'd have to click on it to open it and really see but I mean I can't even imagine when I was 11 to have access to the boobage that kids of today have you know what oh I'm saying oh my yeah. gosh I know for me you know when the whole internet thing really started taking off and I remember you had to have AOL and you would do the dialogue up and it'd be the you know the dial tone forever and that weird internet connection noise this was you know back in the day when yeah. i was just starting yeah. um i was just ending high school and so for me at like 17 18 years old was when i got like exposed to this whole world of oh my gosh there's nudity and there's weird stuff online oh. and i even <laughs> thought that was you know pushing the envelope a little bit right. so just the fact that it's available to all ages it's such a weird time to live in <laughs> yeah because you could even be like 10 or 11 and see great nudity whereas i mean it was impossible <laughs> yeah. when i was a kid it was impossible i mean impossible. it was a struggle we had to you know we had to sneak into people's uncle's closet uh, you know closet drawers and things and uh, find their playboys or their penthouses so did you that do were- that did you do that as a girl like sneak in and look at Playboys as a as a woman. Like I, I mean, as a girl, because I did it. I know me a lot of boys do, but do girls in the back in the day go and look at Playboys and stuff? I think if we knew they were there, we would have out of curiosity. But for me, it was my guy friends Got who would it. get okay. their dads, their uncles, and they'd br- and they'd you know bring it to school or you know we'd be ditching and they'd be like, hey, look what I found, and they'd show it to me. Um, yeah. But. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But I remember when I was first seeing like my first Playboys, it was it was very hush hush secretive. Oh, my gosh, we shouldn't be having this. We shouldn't be looking at this. <laughs> no, I totally get it. Like, I remember. So we had to pull money 
and get the <laughs> oldest looking guy in our group to buy the nudie mags, you know, because. Oh, you my know. gosh, Skin. But, but the other thing I remember vividly, like as a freshman or sophomore in high school, I would hang out with guys after school that. There, whose dads had the best porn collections, you know, right? Because I remember mm-hmm. this one guy in particular that had um, not only all the old Playboys, but he had like Cherry Magazine and Hustlers, right. and he had them yeah. stacked like oh, he never threw them out. So in his basement, he had all these <laughs> magazines. And you remember, you don't even remember this, but they used to have like Scratch and Sniff, where you would what? The, yes, there'd be a uh, a picture of a Hustler centerfold, no. and where the vagina was, you would no. scratch and sniff and. It was supposed to, you know, smell like vagina. So you could imagine this poor, what this poor guy, it? this poor dad. Uh, every time he'd probably open one of the old magazines, we, you know, we had used a it was coin. All scratched off. Yeah, and it would be like, you know, there'd be a hole in it. You know, it, it never. I never really understood until I actually was near a real vagina. It, I don't think it ever smelled like what it actually does. But it was yeah, fascinating what, as a as a what youngster. Was, uh, what was the aroma? Was it like cherry perfume or what well, was it, it? It ended up smelling like the magazine because we had just. It's supposed. <laughs> Is like flowers is what everyone says it smelled like because they were tricking you as a youngster. But oh, I, totally. yeah, but I, um, but I vivid, you know, again, I remember doing the scratch and sniff. That was a big thing. It was around like <laughs> 1978 issue, a hustler where That's they had hilarious. scratch and sniff, and people can't really. In, to this day, because you have so many other things you can uh, get into. I know my son, as eleven year old, likes to go to kids' houses that they have uh, the video games because I, I don't want him, you know, doing video games all the time. So he can't do it at our house. Right. So he right. he goes with friends. So p- picture me. I was going. Now my dad did have Playboys, but not to the extent like th- there were guys that had almost warehouses full of, of penthouses <laughs> and Playboys that I would go to. My dad Crazy. had like the last couple of issues, and that yeah. was it. And I'd be, you know, have gone through them so many times that <laughs> I needed a house with a, a big stack of stuff. But yeah, it was a, it was a totally a different era. Totally a different era. That is nuts. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And to see this all happen, we've, we, we've both seen, and you even to a grander extent, just how it's changed the accessibility, the whole landscape of nudity and the availability of it well, all. It's well, so crazy to have watched this kind of evolution of it. Yeah, I think as crazy as my career is and the fact that I've been doing this almost 18 years, I, I got to say, if I grew up today where oh I had God. access at a young age to all this stuff, I don't think I could have possibly been a Mr. Skin. Like it, Because I was a, a junior in high school when all of a sudden I got cable television and a Betamax, and, and that's when HBO and Cinemax and Showtime mm-hmm. were just kind of starting out. And, right. and I was just so fascinated by it. I just don't think I'd be fascinated by that stuff as a, a junior in high school if I was growing up today. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, because there's a lack of appreciation when it's yes. just everywhere and we're oversaturated yes. with it. I yep. feel you, Mr. Skin. Nope, it's I 100%. It's it's like I, all the stars were aligned. If I had grown up today, <laughs> I'd, I don't know I don't know what I'd be doing for a living. Thank God I grew up. <laughs> thank God I was a young kid in the 70s and, and into the 80s and uh, could really appreciate nudity, which led me to this uh, crazy and wild career that I have. So Absolutely. I'd much yeah. rather have you doing the work of Mr. Skin than have you still working at the Merc oh my and God. never was, know what uh, could have happened. If I was still working at the Merc, I, I don't even know if I can afford, I would be able to afford to uh, to do a podcast. So anyway, it, we yeah. don't mean the Merkin factory, just in case people are no. new to the show and have yeah. no idea what we're talking about. Mr. Right. Skin never worked for a Merkin factory. Well, if, if I <laughs> was still at the Merc, I probably, yeah. my next job would be sweeping floors at a Merkin factory because I, I was going 
going nowhere. I was going nowhere at the Merck. Thank God. Thank God I left it to do Mr. Skin in, in 1999. Gosh, it, it's it's a oh, different man. time. Yeah. Well, the stars did definitely align. And uh, it's so great because talking about the stars aligning, I think you have some pretty big news for us about the Wacket Bracket, don't you? Yeah, it's really cool. Well, first of all, I wanted to mention, so when we taped the podcast last week yeah um we did not know who the winner of our wacket bracket was because um the ncaa championship was last monday and then we taped on monday and then we were going to announce on tuesday the winner and remember with the wacket bracket what it is if you, if you haven't been uh if you don't know our website or, or hear me talk about it on the podcast we we have 64 actresses that we started with and we did it like the ncaa basketball tournament bracket where we had a one you know four one seeds alexander daddario and scarlett johansson margot robbie and then salma hayek and and i've said this before but our guys did a wonderful job because it's not just other radio websites and people were not the first to invent, uh, you know, a bracket to vote on hot women. But mm-hmm. what we did through Mr. Skin is we decided to kind of go with the millennial girls, you know, the ones who've been popular from 2000 on, but also did it in a way where when you come to vote, um, you get to see each of these actresses' best nude scenes by just mousing over their beautiful modeling pictures. So you see these beautiful modeling pictures, so you get an idea of what the actress looks like at her best. And then you mouse over that, and you can mm-hmm. see their best nude scene behind it. Well, as you can imagine, it was totally free at our website. We had hundreds of thousands of people vote. And as all along the NCAA tournament, um, you know, you could follow along and it would go from, you know, 64 to 32 to 16. So when we mm-hmm. did the podcast last week, it was down to Alexandra Daddario, last year's winner, and Margot Robbie, the girl from Wolf of Wall Street. So right. we didn't know who the winner would be. So we had no idea who it would no be. No idea. So we wake up Tuesday and the votes are counted and the winner and repeat champion is Alexander Daddario. She, yes. yeah. Which, and and here's the thing: if you go back, which I did again today, because sometimes I just need to do it just to just to see greatness uh, one more time. If you go back and yeah. watch that scene from True Detective with Alexander Daddario and Woody Harrelson, oh what, yeah, baby. See what happens is. When I do shows, I have to usually choose one picture that represents the scene. And I usually choose the one where you could see her double D breasts, uh, you know, and her face. And that that's yes. kind of the representation of the scene. Because you can't show 50 pictures when you're going on a show. they got to focus on one. So, right. But I just, for you, Andrea, um, <laughs> I put up just... A couple more extra pictures of what happened in that scene. And God bless you, man, because when there you have a still shot of her getting off of Woody's lap. Yes. And had you not provided the still, I wouldn't have seen what I am so thrilled to have seen. Lippage. Yes. The the major lippage. And I'm a big, big fan of this. Yes. No, well, <laughs> it is. And, and to watch the scene again is to Ugh. appreciate you. You forget. Well, I don't forget. But I have to see it again just to enjoy it again. But you forget that she showed she bent down. You see a rear view. Um, you could even see rear burger in one yes, scene. Can. And then mm-hmm. you, you bring up the scene where she was wearing the white shirt and she lifts her yes. legs and you could see lips and um, and bush. Yes. It is so it is such an so incredible scene. Hot. It's like the more I see. <laughs> 
see this, the higher this jumps uh, to me in the all-time greatest nude scenes of all time. And, uh, you know, and I, it just, the scene is just, I can't say enough about it. Well, anyway, the voters, the hundreds of thousands of people that came to our website to vote on this all agreed. And she won for the second year in a row. Now, what we then did through our social media, um, Serena here from our office posted on social media, mm-hmm. you know, hey, um, just shout out, um, Alexandra Daddario wins the Wacket Bracket this year and we tagged her on Twitter. Okay. So we, we do this about a half hour later. Alexandra Daddario at her Twitter account posts this. And now she has about 600,000 followers. She okay. posts this. Wow. What can I say? To all the men who've ever turned me down, now all you can do is look at photos and cry the salty tears of regret. Oh, how, brutal. Yeah, well, how great is that? The fact she was so proud of winning the Wacket Bracket. And, you know, um, people ask me all the time, uh, what do actresses think of what you do? Because you're pulling just the nude scenes out of movies. What do actresses think of that? And in the past, I've had times where like Eva Amore, Susan Sarandon's daughter, won an Anatomy Award one year and she posted how proud she was. I think think it was for Best Breasts and she said, you know, how proud she was and all of that. And that was cool. And I remember Sarah Silverman um, in last year's Anatomy Awards when she won Best Sex with a Teddy Bear. Yeah, that um, was interesting. Yeah, she she did like (laughs) an acceptance speech like just kind of tongue-in-cheek acceptance speech which was really cool but the fact that alexandra daddario instead of like you know avoiding it or being uptight about it ignoring it or or doing the many things that celebrities could do about it yeah oh my god and i guess it was like retweeted like 1100 (gasps) times or i don't know some crazy amount and and then we were looking like adam divine do you adam divine he was in that mike and dave need wedding dates he was also i remember he played the oldest daughter on modern family's boyfriend um on you know modern family he's in uh workaholics uh yes you know that so pretty you know, pretty happening guy. He's probably best known for workaholics. But anyway, he tweeted, oh, my God, you uh, uh, to her, you won the Wacker Bracket. And she was said, it's truly an honor. Thank you for your support. Like, <laughs> I mean, it was like it was like the very cool day here at the skin offices, because I do care that, you know, I don't want actresses to be freaked out that we're, you know, what we do. I mean, I'm, I always say um, I always say really positive stuff. And that's our rule here at Mr. Skin Absolutely. and Actresses Naked. But it's nice to know that someone thinks it's cool and let's face it you're up against uh 63 of the most beautiful women in hollywood and television and the and guys voted for you as the sexiest actress that's an uh, honor wouldn't you i mean that you're, is you're a woman a you, wouldn't honor. you be happy winning something like that i am telling you i would get it printed out i would make myself a little trophy and i would put yeah. it on, <laughs> i would put it on the mantle i mean this is something to be proud of and i'm just i'm so glad that she's so cool about it and she can be a little salty about it too like a little you know i, I love the salty tears i love it it's I like loved she, it. And, I wonder uh, if she, was yeah, like, she just seems like a fun girl with a with kind of an attitude and i like it and it just makes me like her and her amazing bod even more because i like girls that can be a little silly and obviously not take themselves too seriously exactly and i think i want I, I know nothing about like what she looked like in high school or college or no. anything but the fact that you know how they, there's a lot of actresses you hear about when they were in high school they were embarrassed about their looks yeah. they're late, late bloomers she might have been one where guys were maybe blowing her off in high school i have a feeling they weren't but i'm just going with that but maybe she's one of those 
that uh, wasn't that hot when she was in high school or dorky or whatever, and all of it's a sudden a just blossomed. It's but, so funny, though. And you can attest to this, Mr. Skin. It doesn't, like, when you're a young guy, I remember there was girls that were very overdeveloped, and it didn't matter what their faces looked like. <laughs> guys were all over them just because oh, yeah. they had boobs. Yep. So you're, you're talking to one if, of those guys, yeah, by the way. If yeah. she was a late bloomer, it must have been real late because those are oh. some gargantuan natural boobs. I can't imagine any guy would ever turn her down. But I don't know. I feel like we should try to get her on the show and uh, do an interview. So. Oh, well, we'll see. We'll see about that. <laughs> yeah, CP Let's not push it. Make Let's it not push it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and the other thing, too, the thing about her um, boobs, they're like, they don't, um, there's not like saggage like you would think you know they're just perfect it's all i yeah. can say i mean i mean there's a little bit of heaviness to them like a little fold over but that's just because they're so big they're heavy I hangers mean, and, they're heavy hangers that's, yes that's what i love about them and you know i've said this before i'll say it again you know woody harrelson is one of my favorite actors of all time and i didn't even notice he was in this scene <laughs> i was yes. In, yes i mean that speaks volumes nope so uh, i'm glad that the winner or the voters aligned with uh you know what you had in mind but what was the vote tally do you know like was it a landslide was it no close she, it was like 62 percent to 38 wow. percent but that's that's okay. pretty substantial, especially when it's Margot Robbie, who's super Absolutely. hot, too. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it was such a cult following. Yeah. All right. Well, that was, woo. Yeah. I'm, I'm really happy for her. Yeah. Because she earned it. <laughs> she did. She did. So anyway, um, well, anyway, let me get to television stuff because there's a lot of, it was a weird, like a hodgepodge of stuff over the last okay. week and last night that I wanted to catch you up on. Um, sure. One thing is, do you remember... Um, from you remember True Blood that the, the Absolutely, TV show on yeah. HBO. Well, Anna Paquin played Suki. She was the star of True Blood, and since that show ended, I don't want to say she's disappeared because she hasn't disappeared, but she, you know she hasn't been featured heavily at MrSkin.com since True Blood ended. Well, mm -hmm. she's now on a Canadian television show called Bellevue. It's on the CBC, and hmm. she plays a detective. They're in their first season, uh, episode seven. And um, our guys, you know, we go through everything, as you know, and yes, lo and behold, Suki mm -hmm. had a pretty hot sex scene where she showed breasts and butt. And I know she plays, I haven't watched the show, but my guys tell me she plays a, a kind of a detective who's into punk music and has tattoos on her body. And she, she looks a little different because like, look at, can you see the tramp stamp above her butt in the yes. uh, the gif we're showing you there? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, she, you know, they, they did her up as a, uh, you know, like I said, like a punkish chick, but yeah. she's still gorgeous. Kind of just like a badass version of herself. Yes, yes. Yeah. And uh, anyway, in this show, which I'm sure a lot of our listeners don't even know exists, it's uh, called Bellevue, and like I said, from the Canadian uh, CBC network, and we're all over it. So we, uh, that was kind of big at our website that Anna Paquin's back at MrSkin.com. And you remember she was one of the youngest Academy Award winners. Yeah, the uh, pianist, back, right? Yeah, back in the day, yeah. and um, uh, she really, you know, has grown up to be not only a beautiful actress, but one who's not afraid uh, to do nudity. So uh, that's going on in the world of television I wanted to share with you. But Love that. I, I have a bunch of other, uh, like I said, it's it's definitely a hodgepodge. So it's it's a bunch of shows, maybe some you've heard of, some you haven't. But Bring it um, on. Let me start with Harlots. Now, I did talk to you about this either last week or the week before. It's that mm -hmm. Hulu show about a brothel run by Samantha Morton and her daughters, Jessica Brown Finley from Downton Abbey and Eloise right. Smith uh, are in it. And now I was going to ask you about this um, 
uh, Holly Dempsey's uh, areola because for some reason these kind of areolas are very sexy to me. So she's laying in bed and you could tell those are real boobs, uh, Andrea. Yes. And the sheet's down and someone comes in to wake her up at the brothel. And this is a British actress. Uh, you probably Holly Dempsey. Dempsey, she's not super famous or everything, but I mean, like the, the, name the, sounds oval, vaguely the familiar. oval and bumpy um, areolas, not to get too graphic here, but I always have been a fan of the uh, of the bumpy bumpyolas. Does that, does that <laughs> the bumpyolas? <laughs> yeah. You know what? To me, it just look. Yeah, it's it's definitely not a symmetrical areola, but I you know, I. I've never really seen one quite like this, so I yeah. can't say if I like it or not. Okay. Because it's my first foray into the very asymmetrical, you know, no real defined border. Kind of looks like it's almost in any and an Audi, like an in betweeny. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, they're I, oval. I'm not they're sure. oval, oval areolas, right? Oval. And then she's got the like little bumpers in there, which you know, I don't, I just think it's really sexy, <laughs> and uh, and you could tell those are natural boobs because you see yeah. a tiny bit of stretch mark action there. But absolutely. Anyway, yeah. I hope I didn't ruin this. Uh, to, I didn't get too uh, clinical on these boobs for people, but uh, that's anyway, what we I do. Though. It, that's yeah, what we do. I, I thought it was really sexy. Um, this caught my attention. See what happens with this TV stuff. I get at my desk. You know, this is my job. The the people at our company <laughs> go through every single television show. Uh, every episode, and and some things are whole series released in a week. Some are just one episode per week. But like I said, I've told you before, we have a hundred and over a hundred television shows we have to keep track of. So I get a lot of stuff sent to me. This scene really caught my attention as my highlight of the. You know, one of the things wow. I wanted to talk about this week. It's the bumpyolas, bumpyolas. Bumpy yeah, olas, I just man. it just did it for me. So and typically when I see when I think of a bumpyola, I think of an areola that is smooth but has the little Montgomery gland bumps around the edges. Okay. This takes the bumpyola up to a whole new level. Yes. So yes. she's really up the ante here. Yes. So I, this is like a whole new ca- subcategory <laughs> of bumpyola. Of course, you can <laughs> go to mrskinpodcast.com to see what we're talking about, or of course, mrskin.com if you want to see the video I and all love, that. But anyway, yes. uh, it's, it's the show's called Harlots. They're two cool. for two, season one, two episodes, and it's about a brothel. So we got a lot more nudity to talk about from uh, Hulu's Harlots. So uh, that was something. Um, another uh, show that I haven't talked about uh, too much lately is uh, it's called Rogue. And okay. it's from the Audience Network. And it's funny because we talk about this at The Office. This doesn't get a lot of play as far as write-ups on the show or reviews. And I don't even know critically what people think of this show. So I don't have much to say about it, whether you should or shouldn't watch it. I, I truly do not. Okay. No, I haven't watched <laughs> it, but I don't have like, you know, a, a long list of, uh, you know, critics I trust that have even reviewed uh, this show. Rogue. The show. You okay. have to have DirecTV because it's a original programming from DirecTV called the Audience Network. And gotcha. the okay. significant, the big thing we noticed about it was last season, um, Ashley Green, who's Alice Cullen from the Twilight movies made her new debut on this rogue and she's still on the series we thought she died off at the end of episode three but then all of a sudden see i mean of the end of season three but in season four first episode mm-hmm. she's in the hospital and she's fine which is cool with us I mean, we don't give a shit we just are happy <laughs> she's still there but anyway so um this i saw the guy sent me from this week season four episode three this girl with the crazy name of zibby allen 
Um, mm. and, and if you watch the whole scene, Andrew, it's really sexy because she's fully dressed and her and this guy start going at it. And and it's real passionate. And he rips off, not rips off, but he takes off all her clothes and she helps and she gets completely naked. But nice breasts from Zibby Allen. and Yeah, um, some perky ones. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, the, I tried to look up just so I'd have a frame of reference for people like who the hell's the Zibby Allen from Rogue. Right. She, she did like six episodes of um, Grey's Anatomy as, as Nurse Zibby. So there you go. That's her. <laughs> yeah. But she's a uh, someone we don't know um you know much about but she was really sexy and did it this is a really hot uh new team now in the same episode ashley green showed up in like a a tank top showing some really nice pokies and um mm. uh, we were digging that too but i just wanted to show you the nude scene so rogue season four episode three from the audience network the same uh series that did bring us ashley green nudity has had a nice nude scene this week from your favorite uh name zibby allen this week love so, it yes yes <laughs> well now she now i know who Zibby Allen is, yeah, and I she's can't got forget that. Some nice Zibbies. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 So now there was another. So, so, you know, I'm a big Howard Stern fan, and last Monday, um, yeah. Hank Azaria was on promoting his new show from ifc called brockmeyer now hank azaria is his claim the fame and rightly so is he does all the voices on the simpsons like mo and chief wiggum and abu and that's um, crazy yeah, he's, i mean he's, the, the fact that he does all those voices is just so astronomically just pure talent oh it's it's a crowd he was doing them on it's howard insane. stern and he's awesome I and love uh, that. and they were saying like he's making like three hundred thousand an episode it's Holy. crazy to do voices um anyway he i'm a, a big fan of his and he was on the show and, he, and in this brack uh brackmeyer which is on the uh, ifc this new series he was there to promote it he plays a major league uh baseball announcer who his wife cheats on him and he has this really embarrassing and very public meltdown on the air of a major league baseball game, you know, like just getting all pissed off about his wife uh, <laughs> uh, cheating and all this stuff. So um, he, he loses his job and it's like 10 years later and he comes back as an announcer in this shitty little town, um, you know, minor league type of thing. So um, he, so he's playing a, an announcer with, you know, and um, he meets Amanda Pete. So I guess she works in the front office of the, um, of the baseball team. And I haven't seen the episodes. There are only two episodes in, but I've seen all the nude scenes, including there was a scene where Hank Azaria, I don't know what the circumstances was, but he, he strips completely naked with Amanda Pete sitting there completely naked <laughs> and run, runs around the bases. And I think from what I could see in the video, he was, I think, re recreating the Kirk Gibson um, uh, um, arm pump when he hit the home run against Oakland in the 88 uh, World Series. But anyway, he was completely naked running around the bases. Now, they showed Amanda Pete in one episode. They hook up in this first couple episodes. She strips down to her bra and panties, and I think she's super hot. Yeah, and then I like there's her. A, there's another scene which I'm showing you a picture of where Amanda Pete is bottomless, and Hank Azaria is from behind, about ready mm -hmm. to do her. And strate it's kind of what we call Andrew strategic nudity, where technically. We we don't count this as nudity, um, but the Pete seat is very visible, and um, <laughs> and uh, it, it's just that you don't see her crack. So technically, we don't call it nude. But I think this is very hot because Hank Azaria is getting her so ass. hot because yeah. just like you said, she's bottomless. You know, you and I both love that T-shirt. No, uh, no bottom look. Big the fan Donald of T-shirt. <laughs> oh, I get that. I love the Donald it, Duck. It's the Donald Duck, oh. and she's doing the standing doggy, which we love. Yes. And I, I just. There's, 
I just there's so many things I love about a good standing doggy on a TV show because it's there's something very naughty about it for some reason. And I don't know why. Especially though, when yeah, Chief Wiggum's has- doing it. Yeah, exactly. Yes, <laughs> totally. So yeah. I, I'm all about it. Yeah. And I always say when uh, people ask me about Amanda Pete, which I was actually on a uh, what show was I? I was in Miami this morning and uh, literally the uh, uh, the hosts of the show were asking me. Uh, has Amanda Pete ever been naked? And I said, yeah. The greatest nude while holding a gun scene in movie history is Amanda Pete in the whole nine yards in the late 90s. Oh. Yeah, she oh. was uh, completely nude. Now, I remember the the railing um, there. It was She was completely nude. You could see her breasts. You couldn't see her Pete Moss because the, ra- <laughs> the, the railing was blocking it. But it's, it's a very, um, to me, one of the, the great nude scenes of the 90s. But anyway, I'm glad to see her back. I, I'm going to mm-hmm. Definitely mm-hmm. check out Brockmire because I love baseball and I love nudity and I love Hank Azaria. So I will be checking this out to I know if it's I think I'm going to check yeah. it out too. You know, well, you're doing it for the, for the stand-up doggy scenes. But, uh, you know yeah, it. The no. Donald Duck and the doggy. Yes. God, I love Donald Duck. i got to write that down. Donald Duck. I can't believe I haven't I haven't said that. So uh, anyway, so that's Brockmire. That's on IFCs. And I think that airs on Thursday. So this Thursday will be episode three of Brockmire. Now, Oh, Very cool. Andrew, remember I told you about that American Playboy, the um, yes. Amazon series about Hugh Hefner? Yes. It, it came out uh, last week, so I wanted to update you. They, uh, Amazon put it out, and they had all 10 episodes uh, come out. So, of course, busy day last week at the Mr. Skin offices. My guy's going through um, all 10 episodes. But as you can imagine now, I do want to say that this is a, um, it's a series where... They show real Playboy uh, stuff from the magazines and centerfolds, uh, documentary type uh, uh, things. But then also you have Matt Whalen playing Hugh Hefner, so they act out a lot of stuff. So it's a combination, almost like a docudrama, but with some real footage and then some where they act out uh, Hef's early career. And it's mostly about the early days of Playboy. And what was really cool that I noticed, it was funny because I haven't watched this yet but of course my guys have been through all of this but all when i was uh going through the pictures i i said to my guys okay this first one of jade albany she had to be playing uh janet pilgrim the first girl next door that's um, what she looks like does exactly. it and i'm looking yeah. at that and they go yeah her character name was um uh janet pilgrim because if you remember if i remember the story correctly when hef was in chicago this girl janet pilgrim was working at playboy and they noticed like god she's got great breasts she's beautiful this was after the marilyn monroe original thing you know they were looking for people to be in the magazine they asked her that girl next door she was the first girl next door in other words someone you just worked with or knew that they put Mm -hmm. in the magazine and yeah she was the first girl next door and i love that they set up the i love it because i remember vividly the pictures of of her from playboy and and when i saw how they set up this nude scene of jane albany i just knew instantly what they that this was the Janet Pilgrim scene. So anyway, that was really cool. And then if you notice too, um, you know, have some bed with a bunch of girls. There was Alexander Johnson and, and uh, uh, she had a nice sex scene. Shara Connolly was in bed with Hef, but I, a second I saw Hef kissing that girl with the long brown hair, I go that she had to be playing uh, Barbie Bar- Benton. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Shara Connolly is her name. And right. 
I'm looking. She get that's and of course that was her character because she they made they picked a girl who looks just like Barbie Benton. Barbie Benton was always one of my favorite playmates oh, too. So yeah, so stunning. I don't know anyone that looks like Barbie Benton. So what a great casting job. Yeah, she has kind of the bangs and the brunette hair yes, and the nice cans. Yes. So yeah, and so, she still rocks that hair. Like I mean. She rocked that hair for forever. It's crazy. Yeah. So anyway, we highly recommend American Playboy. Season one is out on Amazon. It's 10 episodes. No idea. We were trying to look into our... Because this really focused on the 50s and 60s. And I don't know if they're planning like another season where they maybe get into the 70s. Yeah, I, I don't oh, know. That'd be amazing it would if they be got great. into the 80s and even the early oh, 90s. And then we have started dating the seven girls at once. I used to I love... Mean, they, uh, oh, yeah. go ahead. Well, I used to love when... when they, yeah, sorry, <laughs> we're, we're both so, so excited. excited I know. <laughs> well, in the 70s, they do those... Um, I used to love when he finally went out to LA and had the Playboy Mansion... Um, and then they'd have like those roller skating parties and yeah. you know, the stuff in the seventies and eight, like the parties then to me, that, that was the best time, uh, for the playboy parts when Hef was still, you know, he, you know, he wasn't that old. The, they would do these, um, uh, they would film where the playmates would just be in these little, shorts no bras and just be roller skating around at the mansion it just looked like it every guy would give anything love. to be at that yeah peace and love it was awesome no it was awesome so yeah hef had the uh, playboy mansion east in chicago yep. and then he created the playboy mansion west over in homebly hills in beverly hills and that's when that's when the whole lifestyle of playboy really exploded and that's yeah. when all the parties and the celebrities and the topless girls and the roller skating parties and all the other wild crazy parties and i'll just tell you guys i've been to to, obviously not in the 80s but all the rumors you hear about the parties are true in the best yep. sense of it i mean yep. it's just uh shangri-la it yep. is just hedonism and beauty and my kind of partying yeah well i was at um even me i i was at the playboy mansion i've probably been there two or three times and uh i always tell people when they ask me what it was like i say well the yeah it's cool when uh, anybody who's ever been a playmate is always welcome to any party, anytime you officially could come in. So I would be at these parties. Like I remember I was at the Van Wilder DVD release party at the Playboy Mansion and I'd be having a drink and I'd look over and there'd be these gorgeous women that were just going for a skinny dip you know, in the grotto. And I said, what's going on? They said, oh no, those are former playmates. They're just, they're allowed to come here, whatever. But the thing, and that's cool. But the thing about the Playboy Mansion for me, that really is the the great thing about the Playboy Mansion. It makes women, it, it, it causes women that maybe aren't naturally, uh, you exhibitionists. know, exhibitionists or they're not playmates or anything. They're just, you know, wives or, or friends, you know, a group of girls that'll go to the Playboy Mansion and they will do the thing where they'll say, if I'm ever going to go for a skinny dip or get naked in public, it's going to be at the Playboy Mansion. And in I the was, grotto, I right? saw it with my own eyes, women that were, um, you know, just like the wives of some executives there that said, this will be fun. Let's just strip naked and go for a skinny dip in the grotto. And just to say we did it. And that's the great thing thing about the Playboy Mansion to me. I got to tell you this quick story just because it's the same thing, but to a grander scale. So Hef has these private parties, okay? Oh boy. And these private parties yes. are where it goes down. And I, so there's a lot of secret hidden rooms and passageways. Yeah, I know. I saw, and, I saw those. Yeah, okay. that's cool. So there's this, there's a couple secret sex rooms off of the game room. And I was hanging out with Ron Jeremy and, um, this couple walks up to him and this guy says to Ron, 
hey, you know, we're at the Playboy Mansion and it'd be our fantasy. Can you just like fuck my wife right now in front of me Jesus. just because we're here and it's a once in a lifetime thing? And Ron's like, all right, here we go again. Like he's done this a thousand <laughs> yeah, times yeah. and he starts fucking this guy's wife. And I actually was like, I'm going to excuse myself because I don't find right. Ron. I don't want to watch Ron fuck. Like that's my friend. And right. to me, he's not sexy. And right, 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 right. Uh, it was just like, but those, it, you're right. There's something about the Playboy Mansion that lets people's freak flags fly. Yep. They don't care. They will do anything because they're just surrounded by this sexual energy yes it's crazy well i'm glad figured, you guys experienced that yeah and i agree and i and you actually saw sex like i just saw i've, I've seen a lot more than that no i know you have. <laughs> i know it. but I, I just to me watching you know i you know civilians Civil, get, yeah regular get, people regular people get naked and in, in, at a party and just go swimming or walk around naked to yes. me it was such a thrill i, I can't say it was it made the playboy mansion to me always i'll always that have spe just, special memories of that place so. it's magic Playboy, the mansion just has that effect. Because, yeah, that couple that I saw, that woman who was boning Ron, they uh -huh. were just a regular couple. I yeah, don't know if they were famous what, or anything. Yeah, yeah. I was no, just like, that's wow. what make it. that's what makes it so hot. That's what makes it, it so hot. It is hot. hot. All right, yeah. so what's, what else is going on on TV? Oh, a couple other things. I did want to mention that, so I've been really, like a show I have been watching, because, listen, when I say that I don't watch something, that doesn't mean I don't like it. That means I don't have enough fucking time. I try to, like, do all my skin stuff actually spend some time with my family but then i have a bunch of shows like i know tonight better call saul starts so i'm so excited mm -hmm. about that yeah um but i've been one of the shows that i have been able to watch that i really enjoyed was crashing and it's an hbo show starring pete holmes and judd apatow produced it and it airs every Sunday night. And they just finished. They had an eight-episode first season. And they've renewed it for a second season. I dig the show because I know a lot of, you know, Judd Apatow did Knocked Up. I think Pete Holmes is really funny. And then Artie Lang, who I know from the Howard Stern show, has been a regular uh, cast member on there. So, um Anyway, I dig the show a lot. They've had some nudity. Not a ton, but in the last episode, Pete Holmes was in a... Um, he went, Artie Lang took him for breakfast at a strip club and then gave a stripper like 400 bucks to take Pete Holmes, who's really uptight and very religious, even though he's a comedian. Uh, mm -hmm. he, he takes him for legs and eggs at the, uh, at the, uh, <laughs> strip club and she's giving him a lap dance and he's all uptight and he, and he actually, uh, this girl who we had never heard of, her name was like Sarah Joy Ross, uh, this plays a stripper. She gets naked and then he like, um, is so embarrassed he puts the her little uh, top back over her breast because he thinks mm -hmm. she's degrading herself or whatever. So it's a whole oh, scene. But anyway, um, it was that's the girl who was naked on Crashing. But I just wanted to give a shout out to Crashing, which I like personally as a show, but also featured some decent nude scenes and obviously tons of laughs and sexual situations. So it's Crashing, and I'm psyched that they're going to do a second season on HBO. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds yeah. fun. And uh, one other thing, Billions, uh, they're in their second season, eighth episode, Sunday night, um, uh, that David uh, Costable, who plays uh, Damian Lewis's right-hand man, the COO of Axe, Axe Capital, um, he took a bunch of clients to a another strip thing for a lap dance and uh mm -hmm. these random girls nobody you guys ever heard of but there was some nice nudity on billions uh season two episode eight on showtime on sunday night so that was one thing i wanted you to know about and very cool uh, uh, last but not least uh coming this week listen to all this cool stuff coming this week so when i talk to you next week 
um, we'll be updating you. They have the uh, the final season of The Leftovers, which has had some oh. really interesting nudity. Liv Tyler showing Bush and different things. Uh, that premieres uh, Easter Sunday night, the 16th, on HBO. Uh, final season next Sunday uh, debuts, so we'll be all over Leftovers. Um, you know, I, Andrea, you know I, I love uh, uh, Restovers, uh, Leftovers. Uh, <laughs> speaking of rising again, uh, I will be rising again when I watch The Leftovers on Easter Sunday night. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, and then Stars, Ew. yeah, Stars has a show that we're anxiously awaiting at MrSkin.com called White uh, Princess, which is a spinoff of White Queen, which was a star show that we dug because this Rebecca Ferguson was super hot and she did a ton of nudity in White Queen. So this is like a, a spinoff of that. So we're anxious okay. to see a girl named Jodie Comer. How about that for a name? Ooh, yes, I know you like that. The, uh, Andrea, that should be your last name. And uh, I know, uh, yeah, right? she's a she's a UK actress. She's going to be the White Princess. So that'll be uh, Sunday night. Also another Easter Sunday on the Stars Network. That premieres all over that. We have Chelsea uh, Handler's new sh- uh, Chelsea series uh, Friday night on Netflix. That Remember when I showed you the public nudity where she was walking naked in oh, San yes. Francisco? That premieres yeah. Friday on Netflix. And let's not forget Easter Sunday night. Girls, the season finale, last episode of Girls uh, <laughs> Sunday night. That, that a show like yeah. Girls and the season finale is happening on the, the day that Jesus rose. Yeah, <laughs> it's just I know. Like, I know. That's a, <laughs> Because they are so raunchy in the best way, like with the cum shots and all the sex scenes and the full Monty. And, you know, we've seen every part of Lena Dunham we could ever want to see more. It's just like, that's what Jesus wanted. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see. uh, We'll have that last episode. I'll have a full update next Monday uh, when when we take the podcast. So so anyway, Andrea, last but not least, I want to ask you, you know what uh, day Saturday is? Do you know what Saturday is? April 15th? Uh, No. Tax day. <laughs> I don't. I don't deal with that stuff. Okay, that's uh, that's the, ahead of the house okay, type of thing. Okay, you are just uh, to you. Uh, April fifteenth means nothing. So, uh, yeah. And so, to me, but but what does it mean to the rest of the world? Well, everyone has to get their taxes done by next Saturday, and I was thinking, well, let's hope they're done already. Come on, people, get with yeah, it. Yeah, I know. If you don't, if you don't have it done by now, Jesus Christ. So anyway, or get an extension, people. Let this be a public service. Get well, an extension if well, you haven't what? done it now. I'm going to get you an extension because oh, right now, Daddy. right now, I am going to. I was trying to think, like, what could I do for uh, the 15th, uh, April 15th, for the podcast? And I thought, well, why yeah, not? we don't want people to forget. Why not pick my favorite nude scenes from, uh, I'm going to go with, like, where TNA meets the IRS, naked babes <laughs> in movies about financial crimes and tax scams. I, I was just trying to think of something oh that had, like, a financial uh, financial slant to it, no pun intended. So, uh, anyway, well, listen to these movies that were financial. Only you, because the t- the IRS fucking terrifies me, and there is nothing sexy. I make about the IRS any- sexy, Andrea. You made the IRS sexy. Okay, give it to me, baby. All right. Well, listen to these movies. You, how could you forget these? Okay, so let's start with one that I know a lot of guys uh, love: modern day movie uh, Wolf of Wall Street from 2013. Nice. Remember all the incredible nudity, even when um, I mean, uh, for, for, forgetting Margot Robbie, which I can't yeah. say is. Uh, uh, I'll forget it's not that. But we all but remember right. how great that was. But even like um, Leonardo DiCaprio doing blow uh, over that uh, uh, Katrina. What was her name? 
Katrina Cass's butt. He was doing blow mm-hmm. over that. And all the different girls, like they'd have that office party where the guys were banging different girls. There was so much raunchiness in the Wolf of Wall Street um, and so much great nudity. But that any movie about financial, uh, you know, any uh, financial crimes and tax scam movie, you have to incru- uh, include Wolf of Wall Street for sure. Okay, I'm all about that. All right. All right. Now, here's another one that I came up with. Uh, Remember Trading Places from 1983? This is the movie about the two old, like, I think they might have been billionaires who scammed the stock market until Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd kind of turned the tables on them. But there was a memorable nude scene in that. Jamie Lee Curtis at the one minute mark. And Andrea, when I am asked who name some actresses with like the best breasts of all time i always include jamie lee curtis on my best breast celebrity list i think her breasts are nearly perfect and trading places was her at the top of her game you know she has not only some of the best breasts in the history of all film but her total package body is bang in yeah, and she no knows question. how to work it too she's like you wouldn't necessarily be like oh she's so stunningly beautiful but she is because she knows how to she's sensual if that oh, makes yeah. sense yeah. she's a little freakity can you can tell i love oh yeah love, she's love married her. to christopher guest remember the strip scene in true lies um, yes i do the great I, leg I, action 100% yeah do. she's really she sexy was killer yeah but i would yeah. say that of uh, some of the best nude scenes in the 80s were um were Jamie Lee Curtis and definitely uh, some of the best breasts. So that made my uh, tax day uh, uh, IRS uh, meets Naked Babes movie. So uh, we have the trading places. Now, another one is American Hustle from 2013. That's the movie with Christian uh, Bale, Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Lawrence. It was inspired uh, by the early 80s ab scam sting in which th- these FBI agents posed as Arab oil sheiks to catch these congressmen taking bribes. But American Hustle is a great, uh, cool, businessy, political uh, movie that uh, definitely was a scammer movie. And people forget Amy Adams had some really nice scenes in that movie. Um, one up on stage and uh, just showed some breasts. And it, to me, is one of the best places to see Amy, Amy Adams. And it, it's called American Hustle from 2013. Okay, cool. And uh, another one, if you're doing uh, uh, TNA meets the IRS, you got to remember American Psycho. That's the uh, Christian Bale movie satire. It's kind of a satire of 1980s uh, Wall Street yuppies in, in the era, kind of in the era of greed is good. And there's a scene. I it just was such a powerful scene in that movie where Christian Bale's having a three way with uh, uh, Kara Seymour, another actress, and while they're having this wild sex and Christian Bale's posing in the mirror. Uh, oh you, yeah, yeah I'm like, hear- well, I don't remember what you're talking about. Like, oh yeah, the narcissism. Yeah. How could I forget? Oh my God, yeah. Don't just stare at it, eat it, and the narcissism. Yes. And then you hear the Susu Studio Phil Collins playing in the background, yes. and it's such a crazy scene. But it's one of my favorite uh, sex scene. Uh, sex scenes of all time and and that American Psycho and that was all about you know the Wall Street yuppie greed is good stuff so uh, American Psycho's on my list and uh, one one last one from that era uh, or just a little before is of course Wall Street where the actual greed is good with Michael Douglas and Charlie Sheen uh, the Susan Mir- Mirashki early in the movie about 10 or 11 minutes in Charlie Sheen's in his 
um, apartment. He gets out of bed, and this girl walks full frontal right past the camera. That's another. Uh, that's yeah, that's another of my uh, TNA meets the IRS movie. So Wall Street is another one. And then um, last but not least, uh, who could forget, Andrea, uh, Wanda whips Wall Street. Uh, stocks, I don't even know what that yeah, is. Yeah, it's, it's a porn movie. Veronica Hart uh, was in it, and they did a, a kind of, I guess you'd say like they R-rated it. Uh, they tried to do an okay. R-rated version where they they took all the porn out of it and did a, a movie called Stocks and Blondes in 1981. And it's just a great movie. Uh, nostalgia for Veronica Hart. Uh, it, it's like the porn movie. I'd call it like the porn Wall Street. And then they they tried to do an R-rated version called Stocks and Blondes. We we have some of that stuff at MrSkin.com, but that's another one. But anyway, I was just wanted to share with you, with, with April 15th around the corner uh, Saturday, my... Um, uh, my favorite movies, financial movies that have some nudity. So, well, I think it was a public uh, service announcement that you've done for everyone <laughs> yeah. because a pubic you know, service announcement. Yeah, yes, there's people like me who aren't in charge of the taxes, and then there's people who maybe are procrastinating. So, let this be a reminder. And if you need further reminding, go to MrSkinPodcast.com <laughs> yeah. and really let it sink in by watching all these amazing clips and videos and uh, and seeing seeing the images. And we have links to all of that on the website. Yeah, and it's like I said, we and it was a uh, a good day. And like I said, I will have next Monday with all those shows debuting uh, this week. I should have some good. I don't. I haven't had sneak peeks of any of these, but I'm pretty confident I'll have some uh, good nudity out of some of the coming uh, new stuff from this week. I'm I'm so excited. Well, this was I mean this was one of my favorite episodes, and I don't even know why. Maybe because we started off with Alexandra Daddario's yeah. gargantuan breasts, and I actually started my day with her breasts when I was at the car repair place. But I've I've learned quite a bit from today's show. First of all, I guess the breakfast of champions is really legs and eggs, and I'd never <laughs> heard of that combination. Also, bumpiolas bumpiolas. now have subcategories, yes. which amps us up. And I think the most important important thing I learned from today's show was that scratch and sniff vaginas smell like flowers. They never smelled like they should. <laughs> it's just because of the magazine. The smell of the magazine overpowered the scratch and sniff. <laughs> well, that was so much fun and I can't wait to do it again next week. So we'll see you guys with episode 41 in a week. You got it, Andrew. Thanks. All right. Bye, guys. This concludes another skin titillating episode of the Mr. Skin Podcast. Subscribe to the Mr. Skin Podcast in iTunes and never miss a show. Thanks for listening.